0: women in revival podcast today we are starting a series called glimpses from the life of lot our topic for today is who is lot today deborah will be asking us the question who is Lot? who was lot lot was the nephew of abraham the father of many nations lot was a man who followed but he did not necessarily believe sisters what about you? Who are you? If someone was trying to describe you, what would they describe you as? Would you be a godly woman who follows the Lord, who raises her children well? Or would you be just a say-so who just follows what other people say? Sisters, ponder on these views. Deborah be, to will not take us further on this subject. So,
1: our dear Heavenly Father, we thank this new series, we thank you. I am praying that you enlighten our hearts and cause us to gain something deep, even from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Women in Revival podcast. I am excited to spend this time again with you. And it is my prayer that our fellowship together on this series will be a blessing both to you and to everyone who received receive this particular series. If at any point in time, you can come to our website www. You can use our podcast series as a resource for your ladies group for a one-on-one follow-up. So, I am praying that you will find it a blessing also as you try to reach out to someone. Maybe there is a young lady in your life a woman in your life maybe just want to go through a series together discuss on it pray together and see what door the lord might open further so this particular time we are looking at the series called glimpses from the life of lot the person of lot caught my attention as i read from a devotional book which a dear sister, an elder sister in the faith, Nancy, um, one of their ministry devotional that was sent to me, which I love reading, Um, after my Bible study time, on Bible reading time, there was a particular bit where she was talking about the person of Lot, and it really blessed my life, and that was what brought me to this particular series on the person of Lot. We want to look at the person of Lot. Lot as a person has captured my heart severally. Oftentimes I have thought on the person of Mrs. Lot, the wife of Lot. But I think it's a privilege for me this time to particularly just focus our attention on Lot himself and look at what we can glean as wives, as mothers, as women, even in the kingdom of God. And I am praying that you will find this particular series a blessing to your life and to your Christian journey. Amen. Our website, once again, is www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk And you can get us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. And then um, as you contact us, we make every effort to get back to you so glimpses from the life of lot we'll be examining the life of Lot to see what can we learn for our life the stories in the bible they are all written for our own examples for our own life sojourn for our own christian journey so as we look at the person of Lot throughout this series i'm praying the lord will stir up your heart To pursue God in a more deeper relationship. Amen. So today, let us look at who is Lot. Who is Lot? So let's go to Genesis chapter 11 and let's discover who Lot is. I want to encourage you to grab your Bible as we read together. Whether your paper Bible, whether it's on your iPad, your phone, whatsoever means of grabbing the word of God, let us read the word of God together. Obviously, if you are driving, you just listen as we read the word of God together. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 11, verse 27 to 28, it says, Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begat Lot. So if I stop here for a while, in this Genesis 11 verse 27. So we have been told about the generations of Terah. And we are told that Terah gave birth to Abraham, to Nahor, and to Haran. And then Haran begat Lot. Haran gave birth to Lot. So we are seeing that Lot is one of the descendants of Terah. Lot is the grandson of Lot is the grandson of Terah. So now, verse 28 says, And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity in all of the childish. So looking at this verse 28 again, we can come to the conclusion that Lot was the son of Haran, isn't it? And that Lot was the grandson of Terah, isn't it? And that Lot was from the land of all of the charges. So I am concluding that Lot was from the land of all of the chaldees And he was the son of Aaron and the grandson of Terah. And now, in that same Genesis 11, verse 31 says, And Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Aaron, his son's son, and Sarah his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from all of the Chinese to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there." So what are we seeing from here again? So again, this verse is another confirmation to us that Lot is the son of Terah's son. So Lot is the second generation to Terah. And also Lot is the nephew of Abram. I don't know whether what I'm saying makes sense. So if we are looking at who Lot is, we are saying that Lot is the son of Aaron, the grandson of Terah, and the nephew of Abraham. Genesis 12 verse 4 also confirmed that to us. So Lot was from the lineage of Terah. Lot was from the bloodline of Terah. Lot was from the land of all of the charities. So I am praying that as we now settle down to look briefly into the life of this man, of this grandson of Terah, of this son of Aaron, and of this nephew of Abraham. I'm praying that as we consider the life of Lot, a man from the all of the charities, that the Lord himself will keep your heart Will you keep my heart? So we are seeing that Lot is a man born just like you, just like me. He was a man that had relatives just like you, just like me. Some of us, we are the children of our mother, the grandchildren of our grandparents, and the nieces of some of our aunties, isn't it? So also was Lot. Lot was an ordinary human like you, a man who had parents a man who had grandparents, a man who had uncle, a man who had a land of nativity. May the Lord speak deeply to your heart as we journey together through this series. Amen.
0: This is Women in Podcast. Today, we will be continuing a series called Glimpses from the Life of Lot. Our topic for today is Privileged to Sojourn with Abraham. Today, Deborah will be showing us that Lot was privileged to go along with Abraham, to sojourn with him, to journey with him in the midst of all his trials, to journey with Abraham in the midst of everything he was going through to journey with a man who trusted God. Sisters, what about you? Have you got this kind of privilege? Do you have the privilege to read your Bible? Do you have the privilege for you to be able to speak to God? Or are you misusing this privilege? Sisters, think. Have you got this privilege? And are you using it rightly? Deborah should be not on this subject. Heavenly
1: Father, thank you once again for day two of this particular series. And I am praying that as many who are joining us throughout this series, they will find it a refreshing series for their Christian journey. Amen. I want to really welcome you back to this series, Glimpses from the Life of Lot, and I'm praying indeed that you will find it refreshing for your soul. Last time we looked at who is Lot. And we saw that Lot was the son of Aaron, the grandson of Terah, and the nephew of Abraham. And we saw that he was a man from the land of all of the Chaldees, isn't it? And I want to encourage you if at any point in time in this series that you need to go back to a particular episode, do feel free to go back to our website uk, and you can also find many other series for your personal consumption or to use as a tool to disciple someone and I pray you will find it useful. If you need companion books on any of our series do contact us and we will get back to you if they are available amen so glimpses from the life of lot today we are going to look at privilege to sojourn with abraham lot was privileged to journey with abraham and i want us to go back to the book of genesis chapter 12 where we will capture this story. We will remember that Lot was from the awe of the childies, isn't it? Maybe we should actually read from the chapter uh, 11. In chapter 11, I will read from verse 31 and probably verse 32, then we go to chapter 12. And Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Aaron, his son's son, and Sarah, his daughter in law, his son, Abraham's wife, and they went forth with them from all of the chariots to go into the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. Verse 32 And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. So, what are we seeing from here? So first we are seeing that the granddad of Lot, Terah, took his son Abraham, took his son's son Haran, his daughter-in-law and all of those, he took them and they went out of all of the childish. So it was Terah the grandfather of Lot that took these members of the family out of the land of their nativity in order to sojourn to the land of of canaan why were they living at this point in time i don't know the bible don't tell me much about this so anyway we are saying that they left the land of all of the charges in order to go to the land of canaan but the bible says when they came to haran the bible said they dwelt there and i'm asking why do they have to dwell there maybe because the name of the land you know corresponds with the name of Lot's dad. Remember, he was the son of Haran. Perhaps, Grandad Terah identified with the name of that place and felt, let's settle here, it is a reminder of my son Haran. So anyway, they settled in Haran. Their intention was not to settle in Haran when they left the all of the Chaldees, but by the time they got to Haran, they dwelt there. And the Bible says that Terah, who was 205 years, died in Haran. So the man who took Lot out of the all of the Chides died where? In Haran. So now we will now go to chapter 12 of Genesis. So now in chapter 12, verse 1 tells us that the, the Lord said unto Abraham to get out of his country from his kindred, from his father's house unto a land that he will show Abraham. So God called Abraham from the midst of his relatives into another land. So we are looking at the fact that Lot was privileged to sojourn with Abraham because God said to Abraham, get out of your relative. Abraham could have said to him, you can't come with me. God is calling me and my wife to something great so you can't come with me but no the bible tells us in verse 4 that so abram departed as the lord has spoken unto him and lot went with him and abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of haran amen so i don't know how to really explain this lot was privileged to sojourn with the person of Abraham into Canaan. Yes, they left the all of the Chinese with the intention to go to Canaan. The granddad Terah settled them in the land of Haran. Perhaps the land suits him. The land reminds him of his son, Haran. So having lived there, granddad Terah died in Haran. So it was as if there was a standstill for the family. Until the voice of the Lord came again to Abraham and said, this is not my destination for you. You still need to leave the land of Haran and the sojourn. So while Abraham was departing, the Bible says, Lot went with Abraham. And as I think of this, as we are gleaning, as we are looking at glimpses from the life of Lot, Lot who could have been left in Haran. Lot, who could have been abandoned in Aram, was now taken by Abraham to sojourn with him into the land of Canaan. And I'm saying, you, on what basis would Lot have journeyed with Abraham? He was probably and definitely in agreement with Abraham. Amos 3 says, Can two work together, except they be in agreement. And I believe that Lot agreed to journey with Abraham on the time of Abraham. Remember at this point in time, Abraham would have been a father figure to Lot. Lot had no father again, no granddad. The only one he had was Abraham. And he agreed to journey with Abraham to an unknown land, an unknown future, and it is my prayer that as we are tracing the life of Lot gradually, you will find it beneficial to your life, to your journey. Amen.
0: women in revel podcast. Today, we are continuing a series called Glimpses of the Life of Lot. Our topic for today is the riches that separate. Today, Deborah will be showing us that both Abraham and Lot had so many riches that it separated their lives. It separated their getting along together. Their servants were arguing with each other, which led to even Abraham and Lot. Sisters, are riches making you separated from God? Are riches making you separated from your fellow human beings? Are riches making you separated from your husband, from your children, from the sisters in your church? Sister, think, are you letting what you have take place of God? Deborah Shinabi and Articles Father on this subject.
1: Thank you, Father, for the continuity of this series. And I am praying that you will breathe upon this series to your glory and to your honor. Amen. Thank you so much for still taking the time to join us on this series. And it is my prayer that you will find it a blessing even for yourself and for your Christian journey. Amen. Last time on this series, glimpses from the life of lot we looked at the fact that lot was privileged to sojourn with abram isn't it and we'll be taking it for that today but before we move on i just want to encourage you that feel free to contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five or go to our website uk. and if you have any question feedback do go and contact us. And then you can use any of our podcast series for your personal use, for your church use, for your fellowship use. And if you have need of help from us, you contact us. So, on Women in Reviver today, and on this series, Glimpses from the Life of Lot, I want us to look at the riches that separate. Lot, a man who started well, with his uncle a man who was picked from haran a man who left the all of the chides with his granddad the granddad passed away and he was left in haran and while uncle abram was about to move on he sojourned with uncle abram we are going to see this young man now Our he got himself separated from Abram. So the riches that separate. So let's go again to Genesis chapter 13. We'll read verse 5 and verse 8 to 13. Again, I'm reading from the King James Version. Do grab your Bible and let us read together. And it says, And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents, Now, this is Genesis chapter 13, verse 5. But before I go into verse 8 downward, I want to put a quick background story to this. Now, Abraham having left the all of Chidens and got into Haran with his father and other relatives, and his father having died in Haran, and having been summoned by God to come out of Haran, out of his family relationship to come out of the midst of his family to come and sojourn with God unto a land that God will show him and having here King, having departed and having gone to the land of promise in chapter 12 the land of Canaan where Abraham got to as at that time the Bible said the Canaanite was still living in that land and Abraham at some point went again to the south to the east of Bethel. No, he sojourned as if he was surveying the land. And at some point, the Bible told us that there was famine in the land. So Abraham, having built altar to the Lord, came to another place, built another altar, and then there was famine. And while there was famine, Abraham sojourned. He went down to Egypt, probably to seek for means of help. So when he got to Egypt, the king of Egypt took um, Abram's wife and you know, God stepped in and Abram was discharged from Egypt with goods and what have you. So probably while Abram was leaving Egypt, he was so blessed that even Lot who sojourned with Abram was blessed also. So the blessing of Abram was upon Lot. As long as Lot was with Abraham in Egypt. What was given to Abraham, Lot had a share of the same. So that was why that verse 5 told us that Lot also, who went with Abraham, had flocks, he had hearts, he had tents. So now let's read it from verse 8 to 13 now. And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee. Um, I am actually thinking maybe we should actually read it from verse 6 instead of verse 8. We've read verse 5. So now let's go downward. So verse 6 says, And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. So Abraham and Lot had so much now that they couldn't dwell together. Remember, we are looking at the riches that separate so lot is so rich now that he could not dwell with his uncle abraham so verse seven and there was a strife between the hard men of abraham's cattle and the hard men of lot's cattle and the canaanite and the Perizite dwelled dead in the land so they were so rich there was so much for both of them to the point that their staff were fighting and quarreling amongst one another. So in verse 8, the Bible says, And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my hardmen and thy hardmen. For we be brethren, is not the old land before thee, separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart of the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zohar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. So we are looking at the riches that separate. A young man that followed his uncle out of his land of nativity, he followed his granddad from the land of nativity to Haran, and he followed his uncle from Haran to Canaan. And at this junction. He was rich now. His fellowship, is sojourn with Uncle Abraham has proven to be a blessed one. He was rich to the point now that his staff and the staff of Abraham were having headlock. And to the point that Uncle Abraham has to say, why must we quarrel between each other? We are brethren, we are brothers. We shouldn't be quarreling with with each other. So this foretells that there was a rancor between Lot and his uncle Abraham. So Abraham had to say, Look, let there be peace. You look at the land. Choose anyone that you want. I thought the older one should say, I am choosing this, you take that. But Abraham gave Lot the privilege to make whatever choice he wanted to make. And the Bible says in verse 10, that Lot lifted up his eyes. He looked at the plain of Jordan. He saw that the plain was well watered, everywhere was looking greenish, and you know it's a very wonderful pasture. So, he packed himself, and all he had, and journeyed into Sodom, and the Bible says, Abraham dwelt in Canaan, while Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom. and, The men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. What are the lessons to learn from here? I am saying that as a woman, as you journey in life, maybe there are people who have helped you at the junction in life. Maybe you are now getting, you know, more success. So to say, in the eyes of yourself, and you felt well and better than them and this and that. You know, I can advance myself, particularly in these days of self-advancement, self-promotion. And in fact, I can do this. Do I need them? For example, look at the church. Why the split? Why the breakages in many of our churches, in many of our denomination? Why the breaking up from one denomination and starting another church next door, not next street? Why that? It is because we believe we've gotten a riches. We've gotten riches. And these type of riches are the type of riches that separate us from elders that ought to put us through, from elders that ought to shape us, from elders that ought to help to monitor our footsteps. Lot became so rich. He was involved, he was engaged in the type of riches that separate him from his disciples, that separate him from the man who would have watched over him as a father. And the challenge for you, what are you into? What promotion has come your way? What success in worldly time has come your way? What promotion in ministry have you attained that has brought you to the place of discarding men and women? Who were safeguarding you? Who leading you? Who putting you through maybe as a pastor's wife you are now in rancor you are now in a loggerhead with your pastor's wife maybe your past your husband is an assistant pastor or a pastor of another chapel of another parish of another assembly of a satellite campus of whatsoever and things are going on well and now you are making efforts That look, let's have our own ministry. Let's change the ministry to our own. After all, we are the one who gather these people. But you have forgotten that it is out of the riches of your senior pastor that your husband was called upon. And now the church is separated. You've taken over the congregation, you and your husband. You have just taken the riches that separate. And as we will see in the story of Lot, that the decision Lot took, the step Lot took, had severe implication, both upon his life, upon his marriage, upon his children, and upon his future. And I am challenging you, what so-called promotion have you accepted that has taken you away from God, that has taken you away from men and women, who may be able to correct you, who may be able to put you through. Could this podcast series be a means of God calling you back to make amendment, calling you back to go and make things right? And I am praying that you will hearken to the voice of God, even as it came also to Hagar, you know, after Hagar was promoted, so to say, when she was pregnant, she started despising even her master's wife and the same thing we are saying with lot and i am praying that any riches any promotion any advancement that seek to want to take you away from the edges that god has built around you in terms of your pastors in terms of the leaders in your church in terms of men and women who are discipling you who are helping you who are safeguarding the decision the pursuit that you are making i am praying you will think twice and make amendment, so that your end will not be at the end of lot amen
0: is Women in Revival podcast. Today we will be continuing a series called Glimpses from the Life of Lot. Our topic for today is the separation that makes a woman vulnerable. Today Deborah will be showing us that Lot and Abraham were separated. Is this your life? Are you separated from the people in your church? Are you separated from your husband or your children? Sisters, ask God to take away this separation. This kind of separation makes you vulnerable, makes you vulnerable to the wiles of the enemy. Sisters, do not be separated from your fellow believers. Commune with them. The opportunity will not take us further on this subject.
1: Father God, thank you once again. Having brought us again, I am praying that you will equip our hearts with your word. Speak unto every listener who are joining us on this particular series. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I really want to welcome you back on this series, Glimpses from the Life of Lot. Um, I'm praying that this series of Women in Revival podcast will be a blessing to you. It will be a time of mind searching. Amen. So last time on this series we were looking at the riches that separate. We saw how Lord separated himself from his uncle Abraham who was to be a shield, a protection over him and how he went and took his speech even at Sodom. And today we want to look at that further as we look at a separation that makes a woman vulnerable. So let us go back to the book of Genesis chapter 14 and we we'll read verse 12, verse 16 and other couple of verses. The separation that makes a woman vulnerable. Last time we saw that Lot, having separated himself from Abraham, went and lived in the land of wicked people. So Genesis 14 verse 12 says, And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. And verse 16 says, And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people. So what are we seeing here? So we see here that Lot, having separated himself from his uncle Abram, and went to Sodom to sojourn to dwell there to pitch his tent, there came a time when four kings gathered together against the land of Sodom. So Lot was of the people taken captive. So Lot was taken and whatsoever he had. So his uncle had to arise with his 318 soldiers to go and rescue Lot. So what are we taking from here? When Lot was making that decision, of separating from his uncle Abraham, just because his artsmen and the artsmen of uncle Abraham were having loggerheads. And he decided to go away. Go away from uncle. After all, I'm rich now. After all, I am standing by myself. After all, I'm a man of myself. After all, I have all the riches that I will ever need, both now and after. So, I'm better off with uncle Abraham. So, having sojourned out of abraham's home and now pitch his tent in sodom he made himself vulnerable to the four kings who assembled themselves against sodom and that is what happens when a woman let down her guard when a woman leave her place of covering when a woman decides, for example to leave her husband and be engaging a strange husband either on the bus, either on the tube, either online or social media platform. She makes herself vulnerable to the devil. So we are seeing that Lot made himself vulnerable. He exposed himself. So when people were taken captive, Lot was taken captive also. How many women are now captives of the enemy? Many women are sinking and sinking into various and diverse life issues because of the wrong choices that you have made, because you've separated yourself from people who will counsel you, from people who will guide you, from people who will lead you in the path of righteousness. You believe you are old enough to make decisions for yourself. I can imagine many, many single ladies who felt well, I'm old enough to be married. I'm old enough to make decisions for myself. I'm old enough to know who to marry. No pastor tells me not to marry or to marry no no pastor tells me who is right for me to marry or who is not right. No pastor there tells me who is God's will for me and who is not God's will. I am old enough in Christ to determine what is God's plan for me, and that can sound a kind of truth in a way. But do you know every truth, everything that you believe is God's will for you ought to be confirmed from the lips of two or three witnesses. That is why you've got the covering of your pastor before making the choice of a life partner, before making any life transforming changes. You know, we live in a time where people are in church But we are not under the shepherding of our pastors, of our ministers. So, Lord made himself vulnerable. Just as many of my listeners. You've made yourself vulnerable to the enemy. You've exposed yourself to things that you shouldn't be exposed to. Because you have left the covering of the people God has set over you. And it is my prayer that God in his mercy will touch your heart and return you to where you belong to. You see that Lord, having got himself into trouble, it took Abraham again to come to his rescue. So that tells, you know, like an adage from the part of Africa that I come from says, no matter how rich that a child might be rich in in clothes but such a child will not be as rich in rags as the adult so what is that saying a young person may be well civilized well modern you know and do modern things but there are issues of life that such a young person will forever need support on will forever need the input of godly people on And that was what Lot did not know. Even if Lot was separate from Abraham, it could have been a better way of separation. It could have said, "Ah, Dad, you can't ask me to make a choice for myself. After all, you brought me to this land. You tell me what should I do? You know, many women don't want to be told what to do. We don't want to be told how to live life, to live in accordance with the word of God. Everybody is a boss of themselves. And this kind of make women vulnerable to the devil. And Proverbs chapter 18 verse 1 says, I'm reading it from the Amplified Version. It says, He who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man seeks his own desire and pretext to break out against all wise and sound judgment. Was that not what Lot did? He separated himself from his uncle and even from God and he sought his own desire. He desired a greener pasture and he broke out against the wise and sound judgment of uncle Abraham. And James chapter 4 verse 4 says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of this world is enmity with God, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. If you are going to separate yourself from the company of the people of God, from the company of God's word, from the company of godly men and women that God has set over you in order to make your wrong choices, you are only making yourself a friend of this world a friend of the devil and then an enemy of God. And then you put yourself in a more vulnerable situation for the enemy to attack him. So I am praying that whatsoever amendment you need to make to go back to where you ought to be, to go back to your relationship. Maybe you've moved out of your parents' home thinking I've had enough of them. As a single woman, I am praying that the Lord will stir up your heart again to return back under their leadership. And I am praying the Lord will lead you and help you and deliver you from the hand of the enemy who always see women as his captives. Amen.
0: is winner revival podcast today we are finishing a series called glimpses from the life of lot our topic for today is living with the end in mind today deborah will be showing us that we must live with the end in our minds deborah will be showing us that lot he did not live with the end in mind he did not think of the consequences of his actions he was proud arrogant and impatient sisters is this you ponder think of the future what will your life be like if you continue going on the crooked path sisters think of a lot he did not know that through his stubbornness through his pride the Moabites and the ammonites would be born the Moabites and the ammonites who now went and troubled the israelites sisters think of where your life will be what the consequences will be of your actions Deborah Shuniby will take us further on this subject
1: so Heavenly Father thank you so so much for day one day two day three day four and today the last day of this series thank you for the thoughts you have shared with our hearts Thank you for the ladies that have received this series. Thank you for those who will still be listening. Thank you for the work you are doing, the work of repentance and restitution that you are doing in the hearts of your people. Thank you for the testimony of what you are accomplishing in the hearts of your women through this podcast. We are grateful, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. And even as we dedicate this last episode onto your hand, I am praying that you will engrave your word deeper in the hearts of everyone that are accessing this series. Amen. I really want to thank God for helping us throughout this series and what we've gleaned little bites, they are, isn't it? But I am praying that the Lord will expand the same in your heart. Amen. So, today on Women in Revival podcast, as we finish this series, Glimpses from the Life of Lot, remember you can go back to our website, www.oakoffrighteousness.co.uk, and you can send us any requests whatsoever. And you can also contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. So, today being the last day of this series, Let us go and look at living with the end in mind. Living with the end in mind. And we are going to look at the story of this man, Lot, that we have been looking at. But I want us to go to chapter 19. Chapter 19, we are now meeting Lot in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah when God sent his angels to go and research if what heaven was hearing concerning that land was true and so that they can bring the due judgment upon sodom and gomorrah so as these angels went lot came across them and invited them into his house and they came so while lot hosted them they told lot look this is the plan of god so put your house in order gather whoever you have here and leave this city So while Lot's wife was still sluggish, reluctant to live, even the angels grabbed her hand and that of her daughters and took them out of the land of Sodom. But before I get there, I am trying to see that in the choice that Lot made, he did not think of the end. So here he is now in Sodom. And I want to read that Genesis chapter 19 and I'll be picking a few verses. From verse 5 to verse 8, it says, And they called unto Lot, these were the people of Sodom, and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto all that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them, and shut the door after him, and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. So what are we saying? Lot, in making the wrong choice that he made, in not deferring, in not respecting the leadership of his uncle Abraham, in separating himself from the protection of his uncle Abraham, made himself vulnerable to a lifestyle that was not godly. So he found himself in Sodom where men were sleeping with men, where men were misbehaving with each other. And therefore, when the angel of God came to put judgment upon Sodom, you see, the people came to Lot's house and said, bring those people out. We want to know them. We want to have intimacy with them. And to the point that Lot was negotiating his two daughters for these men. His two daughters, he was negotiating. And I am saying that that is what happens when we make decisions, when we separate ourselves from godly oversight, we make even of our offspring, we make our children, we make our family members vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. So, Lord said, Take my daughters and defy them, so to say. And now, also, in verse 12, And the men said unto Lot, these are the angels, As thou hear any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord have sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons in law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons in law. So we are seeing Lot, not thinking of the end in his mind, having come to Sodom, having separated himself from a godly man, is now in an ungodly nation. His daughters are now married to ungodly men to the point that even these men, they disrespect him. He looks like a, a comedian to them. They mocked him. Such is the reward of a man that lived life without thinking of the end. And then while the angels were making efforts to bring them out of Sodom, they were lingering, they were reluctant. Eventually, the angels took them and they escaped out of Sodom, and Sodom was judged. And having left Sodom, we will now meet even the wife of Lot again. Whom in, I will read it from verse 23. Genesis 19 verse 23 says, The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zohar. Then the Lord reigned upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the city, and that which grew upon the ground. Verse 26 But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Why would his wife not look back when he himself had looked back years gone by and he never repented? So, even here again, he lost his wife his wife became a pillar of salt and as if that was not enough by the time we get to verse 30 the bible says lot went out of zohar and dwelt in the mountain and his two daughters with him for he feared to dwell in zohar and he went in a cave he and his two daughters so what are we seeing now so even lot was mentally affected to the point that he preferred to leave a city and live in a cave. He was living in fear, in anxiety, in panicking, in worrying. He could not dwell in Zohar. Instead, he moved into the mountains, he and his daughters. Another translation says he moved into the cave. He left a city and went into a cave. He was mentally affected. And that is what happens when we live life without the end in mind. He feared to live in Zohar. Instead, he dwelt in a cave. What cave of life are you also dwelling in now because of the past decisions, of the past choices you have made? And I see if that is not enough. In verse 31, the Bible says, And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us as after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he perceived not when she lay down and when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesterday with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go down in, and lie with him that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose, and lay within, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child, Bear their father, and the firstborn bear his son and called his name Moab, the same is the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger she also bear his son and call his name Ben Ami, the same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. Are you saying when a life when we as women refuse to live life with the end in mind, our children suffer? The children that Lot gave birth to while in Sodom, they look godly, but deep, deep down, they were corrupt children. They were children who learned the lifestyle of getting someone drunk, of raping someone. Such were the implications of a life that lived her life without the ending in mind. So a woman can go to work and leave her children at the hand of people she cannot trust, And such children are sexually molested, they are sexually harassed, they are emotionally harassed. So we see Lot's daughters who got their father drunk. And before you know it, they had children for their father. And Moab and Ammon, the Ammonites, were two great enemies of God. And I am praying that you will consider the choices you are making today. And think of the effect of the same in the years to come. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8 says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Lot was proud, he was impatient, he did not think with the end in his mind, and we see the end of Lot, he left a terrible legacy, Moabites and the Ammonites, his two daughters got him drunk, raped him. He left a city and started living in caves. I am praying that the Lord will help your heart so that you will sit down after this series and meditate and think and make amendment and ask yourself what I am doing today. Will it have any negative effect upon my tomorrow, upon my children, upon my family and upon the society at large I am praying that the life of Lot will challenge you that you will take time again to go back and search deeper and study deeper I can only share few things from the life of Lot I wish I have a massive time that we can dig deeper into the life of Lot but whatsoever little we've touched here it is my prayer that the Lord will make it a blessing for your life both now and in time to come. Amen.